You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to Business in Heels podcast, the podcast that inspires and educates women in business globally to succeed. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Business in Heels podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, known as the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says, know your values and share your vision. And joining me is Michelle Pascoe, CSP. Now, Michelle is an international speaker. She's an accredited trainer, a researcher, author, and podcaster herself, establishing her company Optimum Operating Procedures and Services in 1994. And she has an undeniable passion for customer service. Now, working in the hospitality industry with 70 staff, Michelle has developed a strong repertoire of real-life customer service scenarios, which she communicates to people across the world. And of course, I hope a little bit later on in the show. Now, Michelle specializes in every aspect of service operations and processes. And she's looking holistically at the overall impact of the customer experience. And she's a speaker and a trainer, and she combines her experience and specialized knowledge with a commitment to igniting the potential in every individual so that they can achieve outstanding results. Now, on today's show, Michelle is going to share three points key points of customer service. She's also going to share three steps on how to handle service recovery, as well as how to support our team, especially when we're looking to build resilience in the workplace. All very, very important. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie, my goodness, and for all those listening and watching, it's wonderful watching. to be yes. here. <laughs> this is such an important topic because as we start to read a lot of the articles and, and the content, time and time again, you know, you, you can talk about standing out and, and how mm. can we make a, an impact with potential customers and existing customers, and it all comes down to creating an awesome customer experience, which, of course, it sits in the realm of customer service. But tell us, what is it that makes you so passionate about this area? Amy, it's the people that are involved. You know, when we talk about customer service and the experience, so often businesses only reflect on that external customer. What they first need to look at is the internal customer themselves and the team, whether that's remote or sitting with them in the business right by, by right beside them. If you get the internal customer service right, then that just spreads out to, to the external customers. And that's what I love, dealing with those people, working with them to create an opportunity in their business to grow. Yes. How are we doing as far as what you just said? Have we got a bit of a way to go? Look, I think so. You know, it's funny. I've been, you know, training and speaking on this now for over 25 years. And are we honest? Sometimes I think, seriously, everybody must know everything about customer service. But no, we can always learn. We always see future and further opportunities. It's more looking at the fact of what can we do that our customers are not expecting, the surprise and delight, and always exceeding their expectations in a world now that so many people may shop online or have very little to do with you face-to-face. -face. And when they do, wow, do we have to meet and exceed their expectations. Yes. Something else um, that you, that kind of uh, I thought about as you were sharing that is that 
human behavior, consumer behavior is changing now, isn't it? And so organizations, whether they're small, whether they're large, whether they're online, offline or doing both, really needs to take into consideration the changes in behavior, um, how they're communicating, how they're building that relationship. And it continues to evolve and change, adapt as consumers. And as we now have younger people coming up and now becoming the consumers and and, and obviously in the future too, are those some of the impacts that you're seeing requires organisations and people obviously listening and watching today, we need to be aware of this so that we can adapt and evolve as as consumer behaviour does. Look, definitely, Anne-Marie, there are five or even perhaps six generations customers in your business. And for each of those generations, going from pre-war veterans right through to our gorgeous little alpha babies at the moment or young little uh, children, such as my grandchildren, all those generations in between, every business needs to focus on how do they deal specifically with that generation and then the individual within that generation. To take, for instance, if we're looking at a baby boomer, they are extremely optimistic as customers. And what they're looking for is something that's going to give them what they're looking for in the sense, you know, they're time poor, they've got money, they're spending the inheritance like it's going out of fashion that perhaps their children think they're going to get, and they're enjoying themselves. So they're looking for choices and options and to give you know for you to share ideas with them that they'll go sounds like a great idea and then you can move straight through to your gen z's that have got 85 percent of their time is spent looking at a small screen to connect not only with friends but to learn about what's happening around in the world when they come into your business they're wanting a seamless approach i've got one of these as a children and one in my family and you know and you may have experienced the same thing They go online, they press a button, oh, tomorrow it arrives at the front door. That's what they want with your business, an absolute seamless experience. And everything in between is you've got to connect with those people. You've really got to think about it. Yeah. You know, I often laugh with my daughter because she does. She purchases online and then the next day it's there. I said, they're going to get so quick. They're going to order it before you. They're going to deliver it before you even place the order. But that's so true, isn't it? Responsiveness. And because of the, you know, that the access on the content, we carry content around with us in our pockets, instant connection, instant gratification, mm-hmm these things need to also be apparent in in the customer experience and delivery. Now, you're going to share with us today the three key points of customer service. What are they? So they are, I call them my three E's, the expectation, the experience, and the evaluation. In short, the expectation. How does the customer see you before you even see them? What is your marketing saying about you? Are you showing that you're a lovely, smiling, happy business, not using stock photos, actually using the photos that are in your business about you? You are the face of the business as well as your team. What are you promising in that marketing through your website, billboards, business cards, whatever it might be? Then does that expectation connect with the experience? Have you got the smiling photo on the back of the bus? And then when they come into your business, they're served by somebody, hopefully not you, with a face like thunder, and they think to themselves, gee, that employee mustn't have been there on the day when the photos were taken because I was expecting this lovely, happy, vibrant experience. See, too often we put the hands of 
writing our websites and our branding and our copy into somebody else's who it's wonderful to use somebody who's got experience but we must meet that expectation what they're saying in that marketing because you only get one chance when they come through that front door and so what is that experience have you got if you're a shop have you got the entrance open enough wide enough for people to be coming in particularly this time of year, with parcels in their hand or somebody you might be at a child's store and do you have room for access for a pram? Is it hot weather? Do you have some nice water in there with some fruit cut up? What is the experience? Is everything labelled? Well stocked. Do your staff know and do you know if you don't have that particular item, then what options or alternatives can you give them? It's, that's what creates that experience. Then the evaluation is what is the thing that they're thinking about when they leave your premise? Do they walk out going, oh, that was nice, I got product A that I needed? Or do they go out thinking to themselves and then going onto social media or telling their family and saying, oh my goodness, I, I went to the shop today or I went online because online is just as important when it comes to that experience. You may not be seeing them directly, but you are connecting them with them through your ver words mm -hmm. as well as your inquiries. What are they thinking about when they leave your business or leave your website? Yes. And who are they telling? Do they return and do they recommend? Expectation, experience and evaluation. The three E's are critical. Yes, I love that. One of the things that I'll often hear from organisations is that, and I'd love your feedback on what you think about this and if you hear this too, well, unless the customer shares that they're unhappy, we're going to assume that everything is right. But I was just I was sharing an experience that I have. I used a service, wasn't that happy with it. I'm not telling anyone else, and I'm certainly at house about that business. I'm not really going to share anything with them. I'm just going to take my business elsewhere. It's really mm -hmm. important to have some form of follow-up mechanism, whether you're you're you know retailer, so you've got an online you know in-person store, or whether you've got an online store. Do you find that businesses aren't really getting that feedback from their customers? Yeah, look, you know what? Nobody likes asking the question where you're happy with the service or the product because they're so concerned that the answer is going to be no seriously ask the question you know find get some feedback from your customers you everybody can always improve and if you really believe in your product and service then you should have no hesitation in asking that question there are three types of customers and marie there's the one that will have a problem scream rant and rave while they're there in your business so you can fix it immediately there's the one that will go away consider it and then perhaps write an email or give you a phone call. But there's a third, and that's the one that you're talking about, that will not have a nice experience, just pay the bill, get out of here, go away, and they'll never return. And you never know what happened because they never gave you an opportunity. But what you have to ensure is looking at the customer's journey. And this is quite in depth, and I know we've only got a brief few seconds at the moment, but you must look at all the stops and all the go lights in your business from the actual interaction with every customer. What is their service journey before they even get to your business, during your business, and when they leave your business? And when you can map out every single detail on this line with the red lights where it's causing friction and where it's great points, then that's where you get your feedback from. You're not just waiting for customers, but if a customer does complain, then 
respond to it thank yeah. them very much not every per not everybody complains because they want something free and too often Anne-Marie that's what people assume that everybody's out to complain to get something free or they're a con merchant no they're not <laughs> they just mm -hmm. want to give you that feedback they want to majority of people want to help you but if they do make a complaint on social media my goodness do not ignore it do respond to it and then take it behind the scenes perhaps you know explain your situation and that you wish to discuss it further in you know a private situation and many times that works but do not fight back on social media, your business will be destroyed. Oh, absolutely. One of the greatest lessons that I've um, that I've seen and I've experienced as a consumer was when I was delivered something, it was an electronic piece of um, equipment and the power cord wasn't there. And I thought, you know what, I needed in, a, in an oh. emergency. So I went to various shops to get one. They said, no, it's a specialised thing. So I contacted the person who I got it from. It was overnight couriered to me now mm. you know that is such a great opportunity how we respond mm. will often will will be what people will then go and talk about as i did i'm mean, sharing yeah. it today you know yeah. and so often as businesses it's a, such a great opportunity so i'm glad you reminded me uh, us of that something else as you were sharing i heard a, um, a, a case study once where a business also asked people of their their customers what would make it an even greater experience it was such mm -hmm. valuable information that they gained from asking that question because who better to tell you than your existing customers on how you can make it a different experience or better experience and some of the things were so simple mm. the company didn't even assume that it would be valuable to customers yeah. that's often missed too if you don't ask that question and mm. feedback yes Look, very true. It's the detail because we're so involved with our businesses from the inside. So as a customer is looking at it from a totally different perspective. So asking that question is fantastic. Also on the telephone, Anne-Marie, you know, that's that thing we actually pick up we, we, where we talk to somebody is that the if we've had somebody ring in and ask us a question, at the end of the phone call, just say, thank you very much for calling. Is there anything else I can help you with today? But how many times do you get off the phone and you go, oh, I forgot to ask about X, Y, Z? Yes. If you just have that simple question, is there anything else I can help you with today? Then it prompts people. And the biggest thing we have to learn as business owners and people providing service is to listen and zip this. Give people a moment to answer the questions. Because mm. Just race from one thing to another, assuming that, well, they should have the, the question by now. No, we have to give them a few seconds. Feels like a lifetime, but it's only maybe. It, it, does. it <laughs> does. Now, I know that you've said we've only got a short amount of time, but you've mentioned the customer journey, the, the experience, yeah. or the customer journey. If someone's listening or watching today and, and really can see, oh, look, we really have not plotted that out to the degree that we want to and they're confused as to where to even start do you have a few tips to share on how do we start mapping out you know the the journey and the different touch points perfect so the first point would be how does a customer find you so if you were a restaurant say for instance you know coming into this time of year a lot of people are going out that how do they first connect with you is it the website so is it an online booking 
Is it perhaps a phone call? So that would be the first part of the customer's journey. How do they find you? And then how do they connect with you? So if we look at it, yes, they go to your website, then it's an online booking, then it's the response, then it is a reminder. So at each of those points, you plot that out on a line and you focus on every single detail, whether it's connecting with a person or connecting with an auto response, then have a look at that. Are there any stoplights there or are they all go? And then when they're coming into your business, so then we start with the parking. So where is, do you have valet parking? Do you advise the person when they've booked on where they could perhaps park? If it is uh, paid parking, all the, those things can create a wonderful experience leading up to your business before they've even come into your business. And many may say, well, you know what? That's not my problem. Like it's not directly. Yes, it is your problem. It, it is directly related to you. And then who's meeting them at the front counter? What does the outside of your business look like? Then what does it look like on the inside? So it's breaking it up into minute steps and then looking at each section. If you've got a team, this is a great um, opportunity to do it with your staff where you give them each segment and they'll may even find segments that you haven't even thought of. If it's online business, then the same thing again website, every single link. Then you go through the process of ordering. Do a false ordering. Get somebody else to do it. What's an autoresponder? Are you as quick as you say that you are? What are all those links doing? Too often we create these amazing websites or we put out advertising and we just never go back and check. If you've got a telephone on hold service, what does it listen to? Are you still advertising your Easter holiday breaks? Seriously, some businesses are still doing that because they just put it on auto and then walk away. Yeah, brilliant. I love that. So it really is every step. You know, as you were sharing that um, and saying about parking and things like that, if, if I'm going to an event, if they've got all of the little parking spots and all yeah. of the hidden things around, by the way, if it's busy there and, and full there, go here. It's so helpful with maps and other things to the point mm. where I really use them. And once I followed it to the, to the degree, but they got the instructions wrong. I ended up on the other side of the city in the CBD. I got a good walk, a really quick brisk walk to, to the event. But people use that. And I knew them anyway. So I so that yeah. probably gave them feedback. That thing, you need to to change it brilliant yeah. I, I love mm -hmm. that and you know what it's just a moment a, a process of start isn't it just start where you're at get feedback and perhaps mm -hmm. even if you've identified a bottleneck in where customers re or potential customers are you're really finding that they're dropping off look at that first get that mm -hmm. fixed and then look at other opportunities because it may very well be that um, because of this area maybe your website doesn't have current details or maybe mm -hmm. has so many details you, you know they're getting confused mm -hmm. um, get that fixed and then move on to the next brilliant mm -hmm. i love that especially with photos yeah. um, quickly on websites because you know i own a big mystery shopping company here in australia and many years ago we started doing website evaluations for our clients and we clicked on one of the photographs and it opened up into somebody's whole camera reel of all their private photos because instead of uploading one which was the people winning um, you know whatever it was you know to promote their business that uploaded everything 
So oh, please, if you don't use somebody professional like myself, use somebody to really check in and make sure everything is working and yeah, all those yes. double checks. Don't yes. just take the word for your creator, <laughs> double check for yourself. Yeah, well, your website now often is the first place that many potential customers will go and check. I know for me, if I'm looking, I'll go for a potential service or a product, I will go and stalk them online to see more about services and, and things mm -hmm. like that before I even bother going into the store. Um, that's what a lot of people do. So if your website's not up to scratch, that may just have someone who is your ideal client thinking, oh, I'm just going to go elsewhere. I love that. Now, service. Sorry, Mary, are you are you Gen X generation by any? By I any am. Generation? I am. Oh, actually. You Google everything to death. So if you've got, <laughs> yes, I that, will. That, when I speak about Gen X, that's what you do. Sorry, it just made me laugh because everybody nods in the audience. If you're Gen X, you Google everything to death. You don't trust anybody. You want to have it all yourself. Yeah. No, well, my husband is a is a boomer, so he'll go he'll go all over the place. So we've got a I've got a strategy. He can go all over the place, all over the world. Narrow it down to say three, then I'll go. You know, I'll just look online. Yeah, that'll do. You know, but um, but it's true. And what really proves is who's your ideal client. And if your target market is more the demographic of of a certain you know X or or baby boomer or whatever, you need to make sure that the customer experience um, allows them to consume content and to engage the way that they uh, prefer. Now, service recovery, I'm assuming that this is when a potential client or an existing client has not had a very good experience. So you've got three steps you want to share with us today on how we can handle that. Yes. So look, with service recovery or complaint handling, as we've used to call it, well, and many people still do, not always is it your fault, but it is now your problem. We all have had customers that come into our business that are agitated, perhaps have had a poor experience on the journey to you or, or whatever it might be. And then something will happen when they are interacting with you or one of your team and it'll be the straw that broke the camel's back and they will just let go and the wrath will be all over you so as i said it may not be your fault but it is now your problem so how do you handle that service recovery as well as somebody who has had an issue in your business directly with you so there are three key points and they are you acknowledge them at first. That's the first step. So you acknowledge what they're saying. Don't go, oh, yes, that's really bad. You know, sorry about that. That's sympathy. That's not helping anybody. So acknowledge what they're saying. Yes, I, I understand that that would be very disappointing and whatever it might be. Empathize. So it's acknowledge and I can hear you. Empathize and then action. So it may be, so for instance, if somebody comes in and complaining that, oh, I've been driving around everywhere and I couldn't get a park car park, you know, this is a joke. So you could say, yes, madam, look, I completely understand that this time of year it is very busy or they've just had construction or we're putting in a new entrance, but I'm so glad you're here. It's wonderful that you've taken the time to come to our business. Now, how can I help you? Have we, you know, are you aware of our new product? So can you see how I've acknowledged it? I've given them empathy and now I've moved them on because if we just keep dwelling in the issue, they don't move on from it. They, you know, so you have to, you are literally guiding them along through your business. 
Yeah, I love that. And so yeah. often what people do is they don't acknowledge and they don't empathise. They try and move them along and people don't feel validated. They just yeah. need, hang on a minute, I just need a couple of seconds for you to acknowledge yeah. um, and yeah. empathise with me. I, I love that. I love yeah. that. And so that would be very much on a, you know, in person. I'd imagine that if you were responding via email, that you still need to, to acknowledge Still need to empathise with them, and then and, and how can I support you, or or give the solution, or what have you? You can use the same three key steps. Look, definitely, and definitely in writing, take your time because I know when it's our businesses, we take everything to heart. It doesn't matter how long you've been in business, and when somebody says they're not happy about a product or a service, you immediately go, "Oh my goodness, that's dreadful!" Oh man, what would they know anyway? So it's either you know two ends of the spectrum. So. Write out, your, write out your email response, put it into draft, go and have a cup of tea, you know, walk away and come back because you have to seriously look at the words that not only the words but the tone that you are using, which is um, very, very important because, remember, they may be reading it in a rather agitated state and you can't control the state that they're in but what you can control is what you're writing and the tone. Another one that I've been using recently, I've just opened up a group for people over 50 in business, Second Momentum, and I've been responding to them via an app. And it's so instead of sending them an email going, oh, thank you very much for joining Second Momentum, I've actually gone onto this app and done a quick one and a half minute little video it goes directly to them in an email and mm. it's wow the response that i've had you could do that because then somebody's actually seeing that you are responding to them that it is really important that you do care about it it's it's only a few dollars i think it's free yeah so what was the sorry what was the technology that you were um, using so that's called bonjoro so B-O-N-J-O-R-O. So look, mm -hmm. I'm not paying for a, a huge, you know, subscription, so it still has all their logos on it. That's fine, but, you know, just to try it out, I just think it's a wonderful way of connecting and thanking people or appreciating that they have had this issue with you, your product or your service, so they're actually seeing you because yeah. I love looking at people in the eye. And I, yeah. always, I think, you know, when you get a response from somebody and you think, oh, I wonder if this is them or is it just somebody yeah. that's it's different, isn't it? You personalise it. And one thing that you said earlier about get on the phone. If you do have the customer's telephone and then mm. they are unhappy, give them a call because mm. so often we do rely on emails that yeah. this may just be an opportunity for you to completely transform yeah. their uh, their experience by, um, yeah, giving them some personal touches. How can we support you and turning mm. that around? Because quite often that customer will tell many many more people about the yeah. experience that yeah. um yeah and how you handle that which mm. i absolutely love now as part of business we know that it's important to have a solid team of people working yeah. and supporting mm. us and of course that every single person in the team continues to well to exude and and to deliver exactly what you've been talking about yeah. but Tell us some some um, some tips, some insights around how can we support our team build that resilience in the workplace so that they in turn can continue to deliver that awesome customer experience that you've been talking about today. So thank you, Emery. Look, the team is critical to your business. What they must know is what is your vision, what's the business's vision, and what are your values. And, the, and what are the actions and behaviours behind each of those values? Just having, you know, five or six values up on a wall or in the handbook, 
as lovely as they look, if you don't put actions and behaviours to those so people know what they stand for, then people are just second guessing. Let me give you a quick example. Value of honesty. Now, I was in a session a few weeks ago. I was training. I had one staff member who said to me, oh, honesty to me is if I make a mistake at work, then I will tell the person who is taking over from that area, oh, I, I, made, I made a mistake. Oh, okay, that's fine. Then another staff member goes, oh, I suppose that's honesty. See, honesty to me is if I found $10 on the floor, I would take it to reception and hand it in or ask somebody around. See, they're both still honest. Mm. But they're two different. So that's where in business, you've got to really step out every action, baby. This is another great thing to do with your team. Have the vision, have the values and go through them. And as you as a leader or perhaps owner of the business, you need to model each of those values all the time consistently because if you're not modeling the correct value behavior and actions then i can tell you now not only your team but your customers are going to do that so that's the most important part then if you look at resilience we all are aware of mental health and how that affects our team members you must ensure that your team are well versed on all the services and products that you have and let them know. Don't just tell them, oh, yes, look, we've got this marketing plan. Oh, we forgot to tell you. No, it's letting them know this is the marketing that's coming up next month. This is what's on the website. This is our new campaign. Too often we create these amazing things with perhaps external consultants and we forget the key person and there is nothing more embarrassing for a staff member to be answering the phone on online or front of the desk and a customer comes up and says, oh, so I'd like to purchase so-and-so and the staff member goes, oh, we don't have that. And then they go, well, excuse me, you do because... Yes. I got this. Apparently you've just had a delivery. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And so that's that's probably the second point. Make sure that they're there. The third point with resilience, you must support your team. Now, we all know that customers can come in and they can be very rude at times, but there is nothing worse. And I have experienced it so many times when working with my clients where I've seen a customer's made a complaint, the, the team members made the decision, uh, and then They'll ask for the manager and then the manager comes and undermines them. Now, if that staff member has done their best, they've, they've given the response that they believe on looking at all the factors that they had then, it may not always be the right one to give, as long as it's not saying buzz off, but if you're the manager, you have to accept what they've decided. You have a conversation with both parties. And then it's perhaps something that you can, well, you not perhaps, but you would definitely have a conversation with them later saying, well, during that scenario, uh, you know, and I thank you for got, coming to that agreement with the, that customer, but what could we do differently next time? Or how can we ensure that we don't have the same situation again? Mm -hmm. So there's nothing worse than a poor staff member being humiliated by a by a senior manager or an owner and you know it's not only the staff member it's a customer that feels embarrassed i don't know if you've ever had that and oh, absolutely it is and i think um you know by doing that uh, what that's in that case scenario really kind of validating what your team member you empower them and you know they're then able to know that they you've got you've got entrusted them to do that but I think a lot of times it goes back to the very first point where you haven't defined mm. and you haven't documented the process or the values yeah. or what it means to live that out and yeah. if you 
hiring the right team um, in the different roles, you, you empower them to make those decisions ultimately the best. And I know that you've got some real what we call PIA, you know, customers who will just complain because they love the, the sound of their own voice. Um, in those situations, it's different. But I think, you know, if you continue to do that and empower your team, that means that customer is not going to continue to come back and know, well, you know what, I'll speak first to the team member and then I'm going to ask for the manager because I know that the manager is just going to cave in. So you're not That's doing right. this for your business or your reputation any yeah. um any justice by doing that i know that we have only just scratched the surface today uh, michelle but it has been so valuable uh, and i know moving forward in 2020 particularly the retail um it's a challenging space to be in isn't it and and organizations really need i mean what's what is the one thing that businesses can who are you know in retail can do that 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 online doesn't create a real fantastic in-person experience you can't do that online no matter how many technologies that you have so no. i think what you talked about today about plotting the customer experience you know or the journey from offline to you know or, or online to offline how can you transition seamlessly so that mm. customers can't wait to come into the store and while they're there snapping pictures and sharing it across on social which attracts even more eyeballs to come into <laughs> to your store i mean we could carry on i think all day and then give great points but for people who are really interested want to know more want to connect with you what's the best way for them to do that Oh, look, thank you, Anne-Marie. Look, they can certainly connect with me uh, on my website. So it is michellepasco.com. And on there, it's all a brand new website. And it's got there about my speaking, training, online programs, and definitely my second momentum for people in business over 50. So they can certainly go through there. And my email address is michelle at michellepasco.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you once again for coming on the show. Now, if this is the first time that you have um, seen this production live or if you're listening from Business and Heels, Business and Heels is an awesome organisation across Australia. Their website, businessinheels.com.au. Go and visit um, one of the local chapters. Once again, thanks very much for coming on the show, Michelle. Thank you very much, Anne-Marie. Bye. Bye.